one of the things that I normally cover here is the attacks on the traditional liturgy being waged by the modernists in charge of the church. The hostility many bishops and cardinals have to the traditional Latin Mass is almost legendary at this point. It's certainly not limited to them, either. I've personally encountered priests who are quite nice people, full of love and joy for the laity and the Mass. And then when the subject of the timeless, traditional Latin Mass that can be traced all the way to antiquity is brought up, their eyes fill with rage, and they get angry, as if a switch had been flipped that turned them into some kind of antisocial person not fit for public service. If you're dedicated to the traditional liturgy and the traditional teachings of the faith, or as maybe we should call it, the Catholic faith, then you've probably had similar experiences as well. The attacks on things recognizably Catholic from the modernists is always shocking. To that end, I have a story for you about a bishop in the United States deciding that now was the right time to issue a ban on reverence in the new Mass and to make veiled threats about the spread of the traditional Latin Mass. So let's get into that. But first, I wanted to thank the patrons of this channel for their continued support. It really does enable the work of this channel to continue. If you want to join the supporters of this channel, you can do so through Patreon or Subscribestar for as little as $1 per month or through the mail or Subscribestar for a single donation. It really does help this channel keep going, and please support the other content creators you like as well. Thanks. Back to the news. That out of the way, let's go. As you probably are aware, the traditional Latin Mass is growing rapidly, with demand far exceeding its availability. Some students of the revolution in the church object to the return of the Mass that was never formally abrogated, as it signals a return to pre-Vatican II days in ways of living the Catholic faith. For with the traditional Latin Mass comes with it a return to traditional homilies, and even a return to the real teachings of the church. These things are inseparably linked, and that worries some people. Why? Because while whether the Second Vatican Council called for a revolution in the Church or not is something that people debate hotly. What happened after the Council was clearly a revolution in the Church, they even said as much, with bishops now openly defying the Pope on matters of traditional Catholic morality and the embrace of feminism in the Church by some of the hierarchy, among many other elements of modernism, such as the James Martin lifestyle being pretty much tolerated at this point. In turn, the faithful react by re-embracing and returning to tradition, so to speak. That has these men worried. Today's story is just another example of that. In the Diocese of Boise, Idaho, Bishop Peter Christensen has issued a directive against both saying the new Mass with the reverence due to the worship of God, as well as making a veiled threat against the continued growth of the traditional Latin Mass. Church Militant first reported this story in print, but I have a copy of the message sent to the faithful in his diocese that I'll read verbatim. The relevant portions of it, anyway. He does address other things, but there are only certain parts that are relevant to our topic today. It was published in the Idaho Catholic Register. What I have is a screenshot of the document, and if you're listening to this podcast on YouTube or BitChute, it will be on your screen. You can also go to my sources blog at returntotradition.org and find a link to it in your show notes there. Here's the directive from the bishop in his own words. Bishops in the Diocese of Boise will face the people when presiding at the ordinary form of the Mass. Paragraph 299 in the General Instruction to the Roman Missal makes it plain that the Universal Church envisions the priest presiding at Mass facing the people. 
paragraph 299. The altar should be built separate from the wall in such a way that it is possible to walk around it easily, and that the Mass can be celebrated at it facing the people, which is desirable whenever possible. This is unambivalent, and I am instructing priests in this diocese to preside facing the people at every celebration of the ordinary form of the Mass. There are priests who prefer ad orientum. I am convinced that they mean well and find it a devout way to pray. But the overwhelming experience worldwide after Vatican II is that the priest faces the people for the Mass, and this has contributed to the sanctification of the people. (laughs) Sorry. There has been an attempt to justify the ad orientum practice because the order of Mass indicates places when the priest should face the people. However, it never asks him to turn away, as the preconciliar missal did. There are some historical churches with fixed altars where the priest does not have the option of facing the people. I conclude from this that the indications to have his back to the people remain only for those circumstances where the priest presides at historical churches where the main altar or side altars are against a wall. The general instruction of the Roman Missal presumes that the priest is celebrating Mass at a freestanding altar. It was clearly the mind of the council that the priest should be facing the people. It is most affecting that during funeral rites, the Catholic Church maintains that the coffin of a deceased cleric is to be positioned in a way he was in life at Mass, facing the people. Posture at communion and the use of the praedius, kneeling bench, or altar rails. I have directed that the posture for receiving communion in this diocese is standing in accordance with the general instruction of the Roman Missal Number 160. Quote, the norm established for the dioceses of the United States of America is that Holy Communion is to be received standing unless an individual member of the faithful wishes to receive communion while kneeling. While it is the right of the faithful to kneel to receive, nor may any com- communicant be denied communion based on posture, given that the established norm in this country is standing, I am instructing that priests do not use furniture or items such as the, the pray deus and communion rails. As these may be seen to undermine this norm or to imply a preference for kneeling to receive. So the bishop is putting a stop to the rise of ad orientum worship by the priest in the new mass. Why? Well, his excuse is that the general instruction of the Roman Missal, but in reality what you're seeing across the U.S. and in the broader West is a return to traditional postures and piety of the priest in the mass, with the recognition on the part of the priest that the priest is the head of the body of the faithful, and that he leads them as one in offering the sacrifice to God. Theologically, there is a lot going on in the posture of the priest, and in facing the people, theologically anyway, it appears that the sacrifice is being offered to the people, not to God, as if the people were the object of worship. Some will say that sounds far-fetched, but many priests act as if the Mass were their own private devotion, or that it was on the, about them. I hate to say it, and others have noticed this as well. As the bishop himself later admits in his letter when he says it's not a private devotion. For a deeper dive into the problems many of us have with the new Mass, I recommend the work of Michael Davies, who really dissects what's going on. You can find his talks on the new Mass and its Protestant origins on the Census Fidelium channel. Anyway, the bishop continues his letter with a veiled threat about the rise of the traditional Latin Mass in his state. At the time of production of this video, there were nine Masses in the so-called extraordinary form available in the state of Idaho, with several closed parishes that had offered it in recent memory as well. Of the nine, three are diocesan, one is run by the Fraternal Society of St. Peter, and four are run by the Society of St. Pius X, and then two are run by the CMRI, and then there's one that might be independent. 
so that it's nine or ten of them. And as all the research indicates, the traditional Latin Mass is growing rapidly across the country, with Mass attendance growing to the point where new buildings are needed to be constructed to better serve the needs of these families, and many priests learning the traditional Mass to better serve them. The members of these parishes are also almost always an average of like 30 years younger than the parish averages for the new Mass, and that also has some of the bishops worried. Here's what the Bishop of Idaho had to say on the traditional Mass. Celebration of the Extraordinary Form With the publication of Pope Benedict XVI's Samorum Pontificum, it became permissible for priests to celebrate the Extraordinary Form of the Eucharist. Sorry, extraordinary form of the Eucharist? What? Sorry. <laughs> Without applying for permission to their local ordinary. I am requesting, however, that as a matter of courtesy, I am made aware of any such celebrations. As well, this information must be made available to the Holy See in a formal report during each Ad Limina visit. So, for accurate record-keeping, I request that you report this practice to me, along with frequency and attendance. Remembering always that the ordinary form is just that the ordinary accepted form in which we are to regularly celebrate Mass as faithful Catholics. Now here he goes on to say that, you know, in an ordinary form, so-called ordinary form, you're not the priests are not permitted to ad-lib things in the Mass, and I guess good on him for that. He then ends this letter with, My brothers, it is a great trust that I and the faithful of our diocese place in you in order to promote the one body in Christ as reflected in our unity and worship. Prior to that, he also says it's not an liturgy is not an expression of private devotion, which is another dig at the Latin Mass and those who are loyal to it. While I can appreciate the bishop addressing the need to have the new Mass be presented in a universally similar way, he does nothing here to address the abuses committed by the laity at the Mass. We see this all the time, with laity holding hands during the Our Father, going out of their way to greet anyone and almost everyone with an eye shot during the dreaded sign of peace. And of course, everyone's favorite, the mimicking of the priest's motions and postures by the laity during the Mass. You know, where people start raising their hands when the priest does, or looking like they're holding invisible Bibles, all that weird stuff that, you, that comes from Protestantism. And all of which is a violation of the same general instruction of the Roman Missal that Bishop Christensen cites here. Little wonder that he doesn't do anything about that either. I'll leave you to figure out why he doesn't say anything about those abuses. I'd say that I'm surprised that he issued these directives during a crisis when no public masses are being offered almost anywhere in the Western world, but I'm really not. It's the perfect time to correct what he sees as abuses and to send a not terribly subtle warning to those who want to aid in the now probably unstoppable rest restoration of the traditional mass in his diocese and across the West. For those who care, Bishop Christensen was a named a bishop of his diocese in 2014 by Pope Francis, and was consecrated a bishop by Benedict XVI prior to that. To his credit, he objected to the use of common core in his diocesan schools in his prior assignment as a bishop, and has a decent track record for defending life overall. Anyway, it's a bit nice, I guess, to have a brief return to some semblance of normalcy in things I talk about. I may have a Forgotten Saints short pot podcast episode for you tomorrow in addition to my encyclical, as my planned End Times Watch video is probably now going to need to be long enough to dedicate a full-length video to it. Let me know your thoughts in the comments, and pray for the Church and an end to the present crisis. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.